From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. We're excited to bring you some delightful and unusual music on today's episode. It's an episode filled with hit songs, and by hit songs, we're talking about the hits of the 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th century. Before Mozart, before Schubert, before Handel, the hitmakers were folks like Anthony Holborn, Thomas Campion, and Henry Purcell. We're going to hear some delightful music from those folks and also from a very prolific composer of the era. Yep, that guy named Anonymous. The music will be played on some very interesting instruments by some incredibly interesting players. We'll get to meet each of the members and hear about and be introduced to the ensemble Musica Antiqua. Let's begin our hour together with some music. We'll start with a 16th century tune called Hollyberry and a medley of two tunes, Strawberry Leaves and Nutmegs and Ginger. Dating all the way back to the 1300s, here is Musica Antiqua on Highway 89. Thank you. 
on Highway 89. We're coming to you live with the group Musica Antiqua. Delightful songs from long, long ago. Somehow they're still just as delightful today. We're going to get to meet and be introduced to the members of the group, but I have to say when I very first heard that those opening pictures from the Hollyberry, it sounded like maybe I was listening to an old calliope, except it was being all done by the individual recorders. Did I get the whole recorder family, soprano, alto, tenor, bass, when that starts? Uh, yes, on that one you did. This is Michelle James. Tell us about this group and introduce us to the members. This group actually started in 1972 as a project that I had in class because my teacher told me no one could do it. And so I got a recorder and started to play and gathered people. This particular group, I think, has been together for about 20 years now, and we've just been playing. These are people who love music, and we get together to play. So what types of events do you play for? Um, we've done everything from weddings and banquets and parties to formal recitals. We've played at Temple Square uh, regularly for quite a while. We've done plays at Weber State College and other places, Shakespearean kind of music. I was going to say, so, somebody's had you to the yeah. Renaissance Fair. They have to have had. Actually, we haven't. Really? Um, well, I'm putting that out now. Renaissance Fair, folks. Right. You know who to call. <laughs> Part of what makes it exciting to hear is these are slightly different instruments that we hear in our everyday lives. Tell me about the, the instruments we have. We'll be talking about them as we go along, but the mainstay of the group are recorders. That's an old English word meaning to warble, like birds. And we have several full consorts. The reason you have to have so many different instruments is they have a very short range. And so if you want to play higher or lower, you need a different instrument. So we have bass, tenor, soprano, Alto, although we're not using tonight, we have Sopranino and Garklein, which is very, very small. It's mm. sort of a piccolo. <laughs> like a dog whistle. <laughs> exactly. We don't have a great bass, which is six feet tall, and you play it with pedals, but we have the, the standard consort. And so for concert, that means the whole family of instruments, right, right. as you mentioned, the different pitches. We're playing these in batches because there's so many of them. We don't want to leave them out. We want to hear as much music as possible. So, Michelle James, if you'll tell us about these next five pieces. We've arranged in each set so that we start with the earliest and move to more modern ones, meaning Renaissance uh, generally. So we're starting with two medieval pieces. Um, you can tell because they're generally a single line that has many layers of instruments on it. That would be Stella Splendence in Monte, Star uh, Shining Beautifully in the Mountain, Ecce Novum Gaudium, Behold the New Joy, that's actually a Christmas song. And then uh, Robin is to the Greenwood Gone, one of thousands of Robin songs, Daphne and the Honeysuckle, which are high Renaissance pieces, so you'll hear the difference. Uh, one thing you ought to notice in Ecce Novum Gaudium is we're using organum, which was a new invention in the medieval period, harmony in fourths. Uh, and so you'll hear a little bit of that coming in. And if you end. tell us the names of the members oh, of the group here. I'm Michelle James. We have Bitsy Schultz, Julie Gritton, Penny Gardner, Marta Adair, and Twyla Hansen. Lovely. We'll let you take your place and pick up one of the three or four instruments, at least, that you have. Everybody here has got a, a rack of various recorders, as well as stringed, plucked instruments and bowed instruments. Musica Antiqua, live from Studio 6 on Highway 89, beginning with Stella Splendens in Monte.
This is Highway 89. What a delight to have Musica Antigua here in the studio. Beautiful pieces we've just heard. Stella Splendens in Monte, Ecce Novum Gaudium, Robin is to the Greenwood Gone. Just that way of phrasing that English tells you the era. Daphne, and we just finished with The Honeysuckle. Speaking now with Bitsy Schultz. Bitsy, thank you for coming in with the group today. You're welcome. I'm going to start by asking the question I'd like to ask everybody in this room, which is how did you first get into this kind of music? Okay, well, my first year of college, my brother-in-law gave me a recorder, which I didn't actually want, but I was too polite to turn it down. (laughs) During a quiet moment in the dorm, I said, well, how do you play this thing? That year, I heard two people playing uh, probably an alto and a tenor in the stairwell, 
And it was such a beautiful sound. I thought, wow, I want to do that someday. By the time I got my nerve up to go say hi, they were gone. But uh, <laughs> years later, I started finding other people to play with. And it's been 53 years. <laughs> and tell me about the one that you're playing. What is this biggest one? It's, a, it's about three. It's like a giant yardstick-sized uh, We call recorder. it a table leg. It's, <laughs> it's a bass recorder. That's great. That's what it does. It's, uh, the recorders come in two kinds. There's ones where the lowest note is a C and ones where the lowest note is an F, and basses are in F. Tell us about a little of what we're hearing next. It sounds like we're taking a tour through several countries here. The first piece is one that we're really fond of. It's very unusual. It's called Belle Bonne. It's a love song written in the 15th century in French. It extols the virtues of the beloved. But the, one of the interesting things about it is that it was written in the shape of a heart. If you go on Google and Google it, you can actually see the picture. Luckily, we don't have to play from that uh, transcription. <laughs> we have a modern transcription. After that, we play Cavalier d'Espagne, which is, will be on crumhorns which are double reed instruments with a cap. They look like um, umbrella handles. <laughs> <laughs> then the Jews Dance by Richard Nicholson. And finally, another one of our real favorites, the Pavan by John Farmer. Excellent. We'll let you take your place and choose from your arsenal what you're going to uh, lead the attack with next. We're about to hear a set of four pieces from Musica Antiqua, just speaking with Bitsy Schultz.
Coming to you live from Studio 6, this is Highway 89. The group in Studio, six women and about three or four times that many instruments that they're trading around and picking up and putting down. Speaking right now with Twyla Hansen. Twyla, same question I started off last time with. How did you first get interested in this kind of music? Well, Michelle James is my sister, and she started the group. I was in high school at that point, and she wouldn't let me play. Sometimes she let me play finger cymbals if I was really good, and, and so she let me play finger cymbals. But then I got an alto recorder, and at that point, everybody only had recorders, and they all had the ones that are in C, which would be soprano or tenor. So I learned how to play the alto, and then I was important because someone <laughs> needs to be able to play alto. So I played alto for a long time, and then I now have learned to play the other ones too. And since then, we've branched out, and we have stringed instruments and groom horns and all kinds of fun things. These aren't instruments you can go and buy, like a guitar or a ukulele or a clarinet, at just any old music store. So where do you find some of these instruments? You can get soprano recorders and sometimes altos and even tenors just at a music store. Most of ours, many of ours, were purchased in Germany online. You can get them online. A lot of the stringed ones were purchased online. Actually, Paul Hart here in Utah built my lute and my viola da gamba for me. So And you're playing it that places. authentic style. No no floor peg, just squeezed between no your knees, floor hold peg. on that's for dear viola life. Viola da gamba, a vial of the gams or the, oh, the legs, what... the knees. Yep. <laughs> that's a viola da gamba versus a viola de braccio, which held is arms. With your arm. <laughs> yes. Tell me about these next four we'll hear. Okay, we'll be playing Blow Thy Horn Hunter, which will be on the crum horns, the buzzy ones. And it's, it's a medieval one. And then we're going to play a Chaconne by Henry Purcell, which is actually high Baroque. So this is going beyond the Renaissance to Baroque. And then we will go back to the Renaissance with If Love's a Sweet Passion and Sing Me a Song. Just happy, joyful songs. Good. Twyla Hansen, thank you so much. We're listening to Musica Antiqua in the studio today. We'll start this set of four with Blow Thy Horn, Hunter.
lovely song. Sing me a song. In fact, it's named Henry Purcell's If Love's a Sweet Passion, Chacon for Recorders, and Blow Thy Horn, Hunter. We are listening to music from the 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th centuries. Julie Gritton and Marta Adair, thank you for being here with us. I want to ask, like the composers of a lot of the songs we're hearing, we don't even know their names, but the music has lasted. I'm wondering if each of you has a favorite composer or two of the music you play. Well, mine is Thomas Morley, but we're not doing Morley tonight <laughs> because I'm a singer and Morley wrote madrigals, you know, mm. like My Bonnie Lass. That's probably his greatest hit. <laughs> and he's just my favorite. <laughs> and I particularly like Purcell and Bird, William Bird. Mm. And interesting that Bird especially did so much vocal music as well. Mm-hmm. Masters both. This is like a little music box that's a time machine to me to sit here and to listen to these instruments. Do you know what the oldest piece is you play? Yes, actually. <laughs> it's the next one that we're doing. Is it? Is yes, it really? It's called Summer is a Kuman Inn. Does it mean what we think it, it means? It means summer's coming in. It's okay. written in Middle English because it's from the 13th century. Wow. I think Geoffrey Chaucer a little earlier than that. Um, it is the oldest written piece of music that's polyphonic that we that we actually know of and i've seen the actual manuscript in the british library in london <laughs> it was like a big deal <laughs> i guess so and and they would tell us about the two after that well i think actually julie needs to tell you about the shine um, galliard but Jubilate deo has been written tons of times by various artists because it's praise god hmm. and so it's mostly vocal but we're not singing it so just imagine the voices <clears throat> and the shine galliard is one of my favorites because my maiden name was shine and i like to imagine that i'm actually related to johann hermann shine although i don't think i am but it's one that Mannheim steamroller picked up and mm. did on one of their christmas albums and so when i came across it i'm like yeah we have to do this so we perform it every christmas Thank you, ladies. We'll let you take your places. We're about to hear this set of three, starting with the oldest, the very oldest, Sumer Isakumanin, Jubilate Deo, and then finally this Galliard, which is a form of dance. Thank you. 
We've been listening to Antiqua Musica, Ancient Music. Just heard Sumer is a Cumanin and Jubilate Deo and Shines Galliarda. Finally, we get to talk with the remaining holdout in the group who hasn't been over to the microphone yet, Penny Gardner. Do you play a penny whistle by any chance? I tried, but it's too confusing. It's too similar, <laughs> but different from recorder, so I stick with recorder. <laughs> when there's a problem with an instrument that are these unique, where can you get them repaired? It's a very hard thing. One of our members plays Krumhorn and she can't get it fixed. It's very hard to do. So sometimes a local music store can help you out, but sometimes you, know, you have to send it off. And how about even learning to play a Krumhorn, for instance? Um, I've never tried it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky and my husband puts up with recorders in the house, so <laughs> we'll leave it at that. I do have a gift for you. Really? Yes. Um, that's my 20th year anniversary edition of a recorder method that I, I wrote for children. Method. And you've asked how we've all started, and I started recorder because I wanted to teach my daughter recorder. So I learned from a book from a, a music store, and I felt this isn't the right thing for a child. So you're welcome to oh, give that great. to one of your I like that it says easy music for beginners. Yes. That's great. Yes. I have to tell you, I once in third grade was excited to sign up for the recorder course, mm-hmm. and I got there. I thought we were going to learn to use tape recorders because they were brand new. They were the hot new technology. (laughs) I was sorely disappointed when they handed me this little whistle thing. But then we had so much fun. Oh, good. So this may harken back to some of those days. Penny, we have time for one more. And I understand this is sort of a fake ancient song. It it is. It's a fake Baroque song. It's called Tango Barraquita. (laughs) And um, this actually was my debut with the group. They stuck me on soprano sight reading this song, which has a lot of syncopation, and and that got me into the group. So (laughs) this song has meaning for me. That was your test. All right. Yes. It's been a pleasure to hear Musica Antigua on today's episode. Here is that final song, Tengo Barroquita, on Highway 89. Barroquita, that's what would have happened, I suppose, if an earthquake had put Germany right next to Spain. (laughs) 
<laughs> several hundred years ago. We've been listening to music and having conversation today with members of Musica Antiqua Ensemble. That's Twyla Hansen, Bitsy Schultz, Michelle James, Julie Gritton, Marta Adair, and Penny Gardner. And, of course, all their wonderful instruments. Find them at their website, musica-antiqua-utah.org. If you just caught part of the show and want to hear the beginning, you'd like to listen again or share it with a friend, you can do that. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org slash highway89. Also follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our student assistants are Victoria Khalil and Naomi Campbell. And the show's producer is Sam Payne. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening.